You're listening to Empress Conversations Podcast with your host, Maggie Peary. Conversations with Maggie. Join us next time on the next episode of Empress Conversations with Maggie. To learn more about guests or for more information on working with Maggie, go to www.empresscconversationswithmaggie/get-started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Empress Conversations with Maggie. My guest today is the lovely Miss Kimia Scott. Welcome. How are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So before we get started, tell our listeners how you got started with the Marketing Sparkler. Well, I am actually a marketer by trade. I'm one of those people that actually went to school for marketing and now does marketing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, but it's always been, I was a fan of marketing and branding before I knew what marketing and branding was. Mm. So it, it really is a passion of mine. I've always been interested in not only the advertising and the commercial side of it, but product placement, merchandising. I mean, the whole shebang, color theory. I've always been interested in marketing. And so I have had my company and I've done marketing strategy for well over 20 years. And I've toggled back and forth between it being a side hustle when I was in the corporate world as a, as a young 20-something. And then I toggled back and forth between having a corporate job, running a business. So now I'm in the business full time. What was the thing for you that said, you know what, I'm done with corporate. I'm going to take a leap of faith and go about this on my own. Corporate corporate would not pay me what I felt I deserved. Mm. Period. That's why. And I just got tired of it. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more because sometimes it's beautiful to be an entrepreneur, but nothing's ever consistent, right? We're usually doing this. Mm -hmm. How did you level out to where you became sustainable in order to balance your life, your family, and make things happen? Um, Because that takes quite a leap of faith, but they had to be either some savings or something to bridge you through because it is not easy. Well... To be perfectly honest, when I said I was done, I was done. That doesn't mean that there was a bag of money in the corner. That doesn't mean that I was ready. Mm. That means my mindset is done. And when you are done with something, you are done. done. And so it doesn't even feel like a leap of faith. It just feels like what you are supposed to do. But with the beauty of technology, because I have consistently had a side hustle for years and years, the side hustle ebbed and flowed. So when technology and social media came about, remember, we all use our smartphones every day. Yes, we well, do. I had the forethought to make sure that while I was building my side hustle, I would take meetings before my workday started. So I would get to work an hour early. I would take meetings during my lunch break while everybody was hanging out. I was in meetings. I would take meetings on my commute home. I would do meetings in the evening, but I did it all from my smartphone. And mm-hmm. once I understood the power of technology with mm-hmm. the with smartphones, I understood that I could work virtually. Yes. Again, I've been doing this a long time before the virtual world. 
So yeah. once I understood the power of building a virtual company and I can do things virtually, that's everything just kind of gelled together. And it was just the perfect storm to where I had had enough. And I wanted to reclaim my time and reclaim my freedom. And I felt like if they're going to pay me pennies, I can make pennies on my own. I love that. Now, one thing, when it comes to technology, every smartphone is a personal assistant. You can take dictation. Mm -hmm. You can set up your calendar. There's so many. Technology is truly a beautiful tool. And what was that Spider-Man saying? With much power comes great responsibility or something to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I love it. Now you hit on a point that is just here for a lot of women. And that is, and I'm pointing to my heart for those listening. Um, and that is when a woman is fed up. When you're done, done, there's no going back. Like you're a woman on a mission. So let's talk about that transition because there are a lot of people who are stuck in corporate life, but knowing there's something else that they're itching to do, but haven't quite made that leap. So you were lucky enough you had a side hustle and you had a plan, basically, because even mm -hmm. though you were taking calls before and after your nine to five, you still were implementing a plan. Um, let's talk about those people who are stuck in that space. It is, you know how sometimes we see those memes, Beyonce has 24 hours in a day and so do you. Absolutely. And we get and we get offended because well, she has assistance and all of this. Well, I want to tell you my Beyonce. I had a corporate nine to five full time, mm -hmm. but I didn't mention that I was also homeschooling two children full time. Whoa. I didn't mention that part. No. I also didn't mention my children have, ne have not had a babysitter. My kids are adults now. They never had a babysitter. Wow. So they were either with me and, or their dad. That's it. I also didn't mention that I moved to a city where I knew absolutely no one. Wow. So when I say, if you want to do the thing, do the thing, I have done the thing. It's a matter of making your mind up. And anybody with a smartphone that wants to begin doing something, start with a side hustle. Even if you don't know what it should be, but you know you want more, start with the thing you're passionate about and figure out how to monetize your passion. I'm not saying go volunteer for something. I'm saying monetize your passion and use your smartphone in between those breaks. I mentioned the Beyonce in 24 hours because we all have 24 hours, but we also watch Netflix and we hang out on Instagram randomly scrolling and we go to bars to have drinks with our girlfriends and we go to hair salons and we go to nail salons and we love to shop for makeup. And Miss Kenya did none of that. I did none of that because in my mind, I was ready to go. And when you're ready to go, ready to go, you need to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well said. Well said. Homeschooling two children. Wow. That is a lot. Now, you, you went to school for marketing and there is so much. Um, there's so much in terms of marketing. People start marketing businesses. Let's talk about how in your corporate life, were you in that industry as well, or you were totally doing something different? It was, um, it was a similar industry. I spent a lot of time in a merchandising and business development. 
for architects, engineers, and interior designers. Um, I, my background is STEM, and I went to college for marketing, though. And so I worked on proposals to put together contracts to bid on projects. Mm. But I also put together the presentations. So I'm one of those old school PowerPoint people. Yes. I'm one of those people that was laying out brochures before it was called InDesign. Yes. I was the one that was printing things manually or using the copier and punching and binding, creating covers. So I started with a lot of graphic design work, inventory control work, and merchandising work. So I've always been around it in some capacity. And even when it wasn't my position, uh-huh. once people knew my strength in marketing, I was allowed to incorporate other things, other tasks into my position. And that's really how I bridged the gap from not necessarily getting the corporate marketing jobs that I wanted, but making the job my own. Again, aligning what you do with your passion makes a big difference. And I learned that a long time ago. I never wanted to be one of those people who was passionate about something but was in the doldrums of day-to-day corporate life. No, I needed to incorporate and use what I learned with my degree. And a lot of that is what I learned with a marketing degree. I learned how to make presentations. I learned how to publicly speak. I learned how to give presentations. I learned how to design things because mm-hmm. before we called it content marketing, it was content marketing. Mm-hmm. So yes. I was doing content marketing well before the, the internet coined the content marketing. That's part of what we did. And I hosted events, participated in events and things like that. So I've always had a thread of marketing woven throughout my corporate career, whether the job required it or not. I love that. That probably, the fact that you had those skill sets probably made it easier for you to put yourself online. You had your message, you had your branding, you had your story, and people could easily follow you and engage with you on social media because this is what you did. So because this is your wheelhouse, it made it easier to tell your story. If someone is coming to you brand new, off the street, freshly starting their business, what is the first thing you would say to them? Well, I'm going to be honest that I am an extreme introvert. I've always been. I've been the marketer behind the scenes. Okay. And so I came to social media kicking and screaming. I did not jump on a bandwagon. I was the person, I know, I'm an oxymoron. I was the person who was told repeatedly by so many people, you should be here. You should be here. No, I don't want to do that. Nope. I don't want to do it. I want no parts of it. I did that for years. Mm. Tell me, why aren't you blogging? Nope. I don't want no parts of this. I don't even know what this is. So I'm the person watching this now. Mm. I had the skill set. That doesn't mean I embraced any of it. It just means I had the skill set. I did not embrace it at all. And I tell people that because I have degrees in marketing, because you would think that I, it was effortless. People think, because they conjure up ideas about what other people are doing. So that's why I'm telling you the truth. The only reason I even decided to go on social media after years of people telling me, it was one reason. Because my high school 
had found me from other things I was doing. And they were emailing me at all the email addresses they could find. And they said, Kemya, if this is the Kemya who went to such and such school, could you please join Facebook so that you can join our class group? Wow. That is why I joined social media. Because my wow. high school, after several years of people telling me, my high school found me. So to anyone who's just starting out, keep that story in mind. It's okay to not want to embrace things. It's okay to not understand. The first thing I would say is figure out what you're passionate about. When you start online, the things that you start doing aren't necessarily the things you'll end up doing. Yes. Prime example, my blog, which is over a decade old, I thought it was going to be one thing. It's completely something else. I figured that out after three blog posts. So don't be afraid to communicate with people online. Just understand that where you are today is not where you'll necessarily be tomorrow. But mm -hmm. if you do not start, you will never get to tomorrow. Yes. And I want to tell you one more thing as it relates to social media and working online. Yeah. Nobody is sitting at their computer waiting for you to join online. So if you screw up, mm -hmm. if you look crazy, if your lighting sucks, if you don't like the way you sound, nobody's going to see it. When you start, it's practice for you. It's practice for you to figure out what your voice is, what your look is, what your feel is, what your vibe is. When you start, it's practice for you. Nobody's sitting here on pens and needles waiting for you to start. Just know everything in the beginning will suck. And if people would just be honest about it, it takes the burden off. Yes. So I'm telling you, everything you do when you first start, it will suck. When you know that, you can just go ahead and fly. There is so much freedom <laughs> in what you have just said. I truly hope that whoever is listening feels empowered because you're absolutely right. Whenever <laughs> you start, just Start and it will only get better. The more you do it, the more confident you become, the more seasoned you become in your speech and just everything. You have you could not have said that any better. Um, Miss Kimia, you mentioned something in oh, I'm trying to get my thoughts together here. My brain is going at 90 miles an hour. Um, you mentioned something regarding introverts, and there are a lot of people who are wanting to start a business, but the fear, the absolute fear of going live in 2023 and people go, I've been going live for, you know, a few years now, but mm -hmm. it still holds them in a grip vice. And it's just so scary as much as encouraging as you just were, what would be three tips you would give to someone who's fear of public speech, whose fear of being bullied online, whose fear of whatever it may be in order to just start? What three tips would you give them? So as it relates to going live, because going live is very different than posting a text post on Instagram. True. So as it relates to going live, now that is where I have the upper hand, even though I'm an introvert, I was taught public speaking. 30 years ago. Okay, so I've, I've been public speaking. What I would recommend is on the surface, when people go live, it looks like they have everything memorized. 
Mm. What you don't see is they have a notebook. Yes. yes. You don't see. Yes. yes. You don't see that they have bullet points of what they're going to talk about. You don't see that. Everything is not off the dome. I mean, we're fantastic, but we have safeguards so that we stay on track on point. Absolutely. And so what I will recommend is one, get a notebook and pen (laughs) and write down what you want to talk about and write down three to five bullet points of key ideas you want to cover. The next thing I would recommend is go live at a weird time of day. Late at night or early in the morning, because nobody's going to see you. Remember, I told you, it's, it's going to suck anyway. You're good. So that's the second thing. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and the third thing is to practice before you go live. Love it. I call it talking to myself. So the first time I went live, and I've been on podcasts, I've done all sorts of things over the years online. Technically, the first time I hit the go live button Uh was in September of 2021. Okay. Now think about when you're watching this. Think about how long I've said I've been in marketing. Think about how old I've said my company is, how long I've been doing side hustles, when I was in corporate America, how long I've been on social media, and now put it all together. And I just said, the first time I went live was September 2021. It's okay to be fearful. Mine wasn't fear. I just didn't want to be bothered. But in this era, you have to be bothered. Going live is a part of the way you market and communicate. It's no longer an option. And once I finally admitted, Kenya, why, why are you playing? It's no longer an option. But I call it talking to myself. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to use your smartphone, right? We all got our phones, right? We do. Hit that record button. And after you put together your your topic and your key points, record yourself. Don't go live. Just hit the record video button and record yourself talking. Because I'll tell you right now, remember when I said it's going to suck? You're not going to like the way you look and you're not going to like the way you sound and the lighting's going to be terrible. So you practice to get those things right. Yes. You practice so you know what angle to hold things, which lights to have on. You Mm -hmm. practice to make sure your timing is right. You Mm -hmm. practice to get rid of the ums and ahs and the filler words. And you practice to get used to the sound of your own voice, which you will not like. I'm telling you, you won't like it. So once you begin practicing that, you will get, do one a day if you can. You'll get a level of comfort to where now it's a natural progression. When you hit that go live button and you're truly live, you've done the back end work. Practice is the key to making going live work if you're not comfortable. Very, very good. I could not have said it any better. I could not have said it any better. That's really good. You know, um, if uh, as our listening audience and our people viewing us on YouTube are watching this episode, How can people get to you? Tell us how they can find you online and on social media, please. Sure. So I am typically at Miss Kenya everywhere. So that's M-I-S-S-K-E-M like Mary, Y-A. 
you can find me at marketingsparker.com. I call it, that's where I live. <laughs> that's my company site. That's where the blog is. There are over 700 articles on the blog. If you need marketing help, it's there somewhere. All of my links are there. My contact form is there. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Pinterest. I'm on Instagram. Miss Kemia is a personal profile. I'm, I'm going to do some lifestyle things with it. So if you're on Instagram, find me at Create Launch Profit. But I'm typically, I'm, I'm so easy to find. I mean, you can literally Google Kemia Scott and see me. I'm, I'm, I'm literally easily easy to find. Just pick your platform of choice again, or you can always visit my website and find out more information about me and find all my links there. Thank you. That is awesome. Let's pivot our conversation a little bit differently this time. So I wanted to talk to you about with the, and it depends which side of the fence you're sitting on, with the introduction of AI into our digital world. What are your thoughts from uh, being that you're a digital marketer, strategist, all these wonderful things? Um, what are your thoughts? Because some people, it absolutely terrifies them. Others just don't even want to accept it. And people like me embrace it, love it, and are using it every single day. I love it. So what are your thoughts being that you um, are seasoned in the marketing, you know, the human interaction, all this good stuff with the introduction of AI? Because it's only going to get better from here. I mean, yeah. yes, it's. It's not an option. Whether you embrace it or not, you're either going to use it or you're going to get left behind. But here's what I tell people who have not embraced it. We've been using AI for 10, 15 years now. Siri is AI. It is. Predictive text when you're typing on your phone is AI. So you've been using AI. We just weren't calling it AI. So anybody that's been using a smartphone has already been using AI. If you've used chatbots on major websites and they ask you to type something in and you get that response right away, that's not a human, that's AI. Yes, it is. And so for people who have not embraced AI or think they can't use it in their business, I'll ask you to reflect on what I just said. You're already using it, whether you want to or not. It's only going to get better, as you said, and it is a part, an integral part of using the Internet. Mm. And so for me, understanding that I've been using AI forever, yes. the, the, the public understanding what AI is and using these terms came about because of open.ai and chat GPT. That made the, the public facing really AI for non-marketers. Mm. It made it popular. Mm. But again, we've been using AI forever. Any transcription tools you've been using where you just type something in or you upload a video and it automatically transcribes, that's AI. So it's so many things. You've been using AI for years. You just didn't put two and two together again because it wasn't called AI. Yes. That's not what it was called, but you've already been using it. So once you understand that you've already been using it, it's it's only logical to embrace it and realize it's here to stay. And I, I'll caution you to think just like when when cars were being before cars were being mass produced and assembly lines 
and then assembly lines, and it went to technical manufacturing, and people thought it would be humans banging out car parts for years. What happened to the auto industry? So it's silly for you to think that you're going to continue doing something the same way you've done it for 30, 40, 50 years. Use the car industry as your compass. Don't do that. Don't get left behind when there's an evolution happening, particularly as an entrepreneur. You have to embrace technology and embrace change because your competitors are. Absolutely. Technology allows us to do things faster and cheaper. And I was just having this conversation yesterday with a colleague and I said, I use AI to increase my efficiencies. Mm. And so every business owner should be looking for ways from an operational standpoint point to increase their efficiencies. AI in all of its forms, all of its tools allows you to do that. Uh, well said, Ms. Kimia, well said. I get so excited. That example with the car industry is just classic. That is perfect. And I am so excited in 2023 to see where we are. I, I just It just tickles me because in 10 years, can you imagine how we'll be using it? And eventually, you know, the big, the whole thing where uh, computers take over human life and it's just, you know, here we are with the Terminator, Terminator 3D. No, I'm just kidding. But truly, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next 10 years using technology. So mm-hmm. um, going back to uh, your other company, Launch, uh, help me out here. I, I Create Launch Profit. Create Launch Profit. Thank you. Talk to us a little bit about that company. It's it's actually a brand name because Marketing Sparkler is a digital marketing strategist, social media manager. Create Launch Profit. I was looking for a name for my e-subscription box. I was looking for a way to categorize digital products mm-hmm. in a meaningful way that you can immediately get it. That's mm-hmm. not Marketing Sparkler. That sounds like the marketing agency. and so. I made the distinction on my Instagrams because again, this is this is my marketing brain. So my original Instagram was at Miss Kenya. That's what all my handles are. But I wanted to make a separate one because I have an e-subscription box of marketing templates and it's designed for entrepreneurs. So I have digital products, a whole slew of things there. And I separated it in case I want to sell the brand. I didn't want it to be under Miss Kenya. I didn't want it to be under my agency. I wanted to keep it separate because it's its own separate products, its own separate categories. So I said, well, if I want to keep it separate, I need to make sure I pick one platform. Yes. Notice one platform. Yes. Go in on that platform. And I started with Instagram. And so that's why I have that Instagram as that handle because it directly relates not only to marketing, but to the e-subscription box. But at this point, Usually when I'm walking around in my uniform, I call it, all my t-shirts say create launch profit because marketing sparkler doesn't get the conversation going. But when I walk down the street and you see create launch profit, you immediately know what that means as a business owner. You don't have to guess what that means. That means we're going to make something and we're going to make some money off. Right. That's right. That's right. right. So that's why I use that handle. But that was the impetus for creating that handle on Instagram. 
I love it. Let's pivot back to uh, social media marketing here and mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. I remember when I first started really posting for social media, just uh, copy and stuff like that, just content. And I would post the most random <laughs> items that didn't even relate to imprint creations or anything else with my business that I was doing. And so with that, um, I got with someone who actually mentored me in terms of, you need a call to action. You need a headline. You need to have, there were certain things that are needed and I needed a strategy because the randomness. And when I tell you I would post a picture of a cute pig. I thought it was cute. I was like, she was basically like, Maggie, what is this? You mm -hmm. cannot just be posting to be posting. There needs to be a strategy. And I feel as though a lot of new businesses, even businesses that have been established, I've seen it with nonprofits because mm -hmm. people post just to be posting and there needs to be a strategy. So let's talk about how businesses, organizations, in terms of, do you work with them in finding a strategy to convey their message? How do you work with businesses on their social media? I am first and foremost a marketing strategist. That's literally my title. So everything with me starts with strategy. Mm. And you're right. Oftentimes people, when they start social media, they are random. And like you said, in a lot of established businesses, they continue to be random mm. because when I see that, that tells me one thing about the business. Mm. They have not invested in a marketing strategist to mm. curb that behavior. Mm. They are trying to duct tape their marketing together. They're trying to piecemeal ideas, piecemeal mm. what they found on Google and what their friend is doing. And that's why you have this gumbo of who in the world would want to follow you and buy from you. That's where that comes from. That's what that tells me. And so, yes, I work with companies, with entrepreneurs to develop a social media strategy so that you know what to post. So you are not just piecemealing it together. But again, I'm a marketing strategist. Social media strategy is part of your overall marketing strategy. Mm. So you can't have a social media strategy without a marketing strategy if you're working with me because I need to know what your goals are. Social media is only one way to market your business. One. Social media is not a marketing plan. Social media is not a marketing strategy. It's simply one vehicle to market your business. And so as a marketing strategist, Yes, I help companies with their social media strategy, but if you get on the phone with me and I start asking you questions that you can't answer, we have to take a step back. And I will literally say, instead of creating a social media strategy for you, which I can't do because you don't have the core marketing understood with your business, who you're serving, why you're serving, why you're using social media in the first place. I take a step back and we work on the marketing strategy for the business. Once we have a marketing strategy for the business, then I can create a social media strategy exclusively focused on that part of your marketing. That is fantastic. And I hope those who are listening will actually, this is the part where it really pays to invest 
in a professional who <laughs> has the experience and knows what they're doing. Because there's so many people, oh, I know how to do, I know how to do. But you have the proven results and can show you the KPIs, can show you this is what I've done. You have the proof, you have the experience. Do it. Invest in Miss Kimya. Reach out to her and just get on a call and see what mm -hmm. happens because it is your experience you're paying for. And at the end of the day, with any business, the goal is to be sustainable. So well done. Well done. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Are there is there anything else you would like our listening audience to know about um, Marketing Sparkler or yourself? What I would suggest is if you are not ready, because if you're not ready to hire a marketing strategist, because I know people watching and people conjure up things, oh, I can't afford it. She sounds great, but she's probably expensive. One, you don't know my fees because my fees aren't public. Okay. Number two, don't talk yourself out of investing in your business because you are investing in a in a website. I see people investing in creating their 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 content, their their packages, and creating their t-shirts. I see people investing in these high-end masterminds. I see people investing in coaches, but none of that is going to tell you how to market your business. So I don't care how great your t-shirts are. It doesn't matter how great your mastermind group is. If somebody cannot specifically tell you how to market your business, you won't have anyone to sell to, which means you can't make any money. And oftentimes people come to me after they've invested in this glamorous coach, this glamorous program, this glamorous e-course, this glamorous mastermind, these bunch of products that they don't know how to sell, this anthology that they don't know how to promote this publisher with the book that they can't move. And then they want to talk to me. So I will tell you, you don't do all of that. Then talk to a person like me. You talk to me before you do that. Before you do that. Because I can save you the five, 10, 15, $20,000 you're going to blow. I can save you that in 10 minutes. Mm. I can tell you what to do and not do. I've been doing this for over well over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I can immediately tell you what to invest in, what not to invest in. Even if it's not me, people talk to me and I'm not necessarily the right person for them or they're not ready for me yet. I have lower ticket products, but when you buy my lower ticket products, you still get me because I saw you buy it. Mm -hmm. So imagine getting on a call with and you can't necessarily invest for me to develop a comprehensive marketing strategy for your company. But I say, well, you know, I've ex written extensively about that on my blog and I send you the link to the category. And here's the tool I think you should use to help you complete that task. And I send you the direct link to the tool. Uh -huh. What's the value in that? To you? Because I didn't tell you to pay for a marketing strategy for me. You just had a conversation with me and I diagnosed what you needed based on where you are. Mm -hmm. And so whether you talk to me or someone else, I want to caution people who are not making the money in their business. Stop throwing money away, hoping that it's going to save you. It's not going to save you because it all takes time and hard work. But 
Just because so-and-so made it sound good or so-and-so has glamorous Instagram pictures does not mean so-and-so knows anything about what you be. That just means they take glamour shots. <laughs> and as an entrepreneur who does not take glamour shots, people don't know how to discern flash from substance. Yes. And so that's what I would caution people. If you want to have a conversation, I'm always available to have a conversation. Follow me. Read my blogs. Get a feel for what I do. Look at my low-ticket products. There might be a planner there that can help you. It might be, you know, a workbook. It might be a course that can help you. But I say stop taking out a second mortgage to join these groups and these programs that were not designed for where you are in your business. And I see it so often. And it's, it drives me crazy because by the time people get to me, they're, they're out of money. They're out of time. They're out of resources. And so my answer is, I don't really know how I'm supposed to fix that. You, you've done all these other things. So I, I try to caution entrepreneurs about what they're investing in. And if you're going to invest in something, use it. Don't buy something and then not open it. Don't buy something that includes bonus calls and then not show up to the calls. Mm. People do that. And then when you're on people's email lists, and I'm famous for this on my email list, I'll say hit reply. I might ask you a question, hit reply. I really want to know. When people who charge four, five, six figures tell you to hit reply and answer a question because they want to know, hit reply and answer the question. You might be surprised what you get back. And that is one of those hidden secrets that most people don't even bother to do. I'm just saying, if they say hit reply, if I say hit reply, hit reply and ask the question. That is excellent. Excellent. As we get ready to close out, what a great way to end that. <laughs> As we get ready to close out one more time. Please give out your social media handle and your website and how people can find you before we close. Please. Sure. So I'm at Miss Kimia everywhere. You can always visit me at marketingsparkler.com and you will always find whatever I have going on. You're going to find it there. I'm on LinkedIn as Kimia Scott because you got to use your government name on LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn as Kenya Scott, but on Pinterest, I'm at Miss Kenya. On Facebook, you can find me at Miss Kenya. TikTok, at Miss Kenya. Instagram, you can find at Miss Kenya or at Create Launch Profit. Um, and wherever else I may have missed, I'm typically at Miss Kenya. But again, you can always go to marketingsparkler.com, bookmark that site, and you can always keep up with whatever I have going on. All my links, contact form, blog, et cetera, are there. Miss Kimia, it was an absolute delight speaking with you today. Thank you for being my guest. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I hope that our listeners were really educated or learned something that truly was a, a nugget for them that they can uh, learn from and follow up with you. Thank you. It has been my pleasure. You are quite welcome. And remember, I said, entrepreneurs, when people ask you to question, Answer it. Reach out. That is how you get the expertise to continue to level up to grow your business to where you can then invest at the level you really want to.